Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the film, the newest film from Darren Aronofsky. Came out last year, 2022. That is the movie The Whale. Also the movie that won Brendan Fraser a Best Actor Award. And since he won the award for this, I am a fan of his. I'm a fan of Darren Aronofsky's films. And uh, because I also wanted an excuse to do a top five at the end of the week of ranking Brendan Fraser films, I also wanted to watch this film. So a lot of, a lot of things were the reason for me wanting to watch and review this film. This movie directed by Darren Aronofsky, as I said, written by Samuel D. Hunter. It stars a very small cast. Brendan Fraser obviously being the 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 titular character in many ways, but also the main character. Every scene is him and his interactions with other characters. But it's Brendan Fraser starring in this alongside uh, Sadie Sink and Hong Chow. Sadie Sink from uh, The Stranger Things show hong chow from the menu as well as marge from episode two i believe of poker face uh, both actresses i love and uh a, a small cast great performance from ben fraser obviously won him the award uh the idea of this movie it's about a, a re reclusive morbid morbidly obese english teacher who attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter who is played by Sadie Sink. Overall, I absolutely agree with Brendan Fraser winning Best Actor for his performance in this film. It is by far, in my opinion, the best performance Brendan Fraser has ever given. Although the majority of his movies aren't necessarily dramatic films, so you know he, there's no real chance of him winning any kind of Best Actor Oscar for his performance in Encino Man or or any of his other movies. But definitely a versatile actor and a great performance from him. This movie is just a simple movie, kind of deals with a, a variety of issues, variety of themes. Not necessarily my favorite Aronofsky film, although the more I've thought about this, and going through putting my notes together for this episode and thinking about this, the more I like this movie. So it is a movie that has stuck with me since I've watched it. And in kind of reflecting on the movie and thinking about all the theme, the many themes this is touching on, uh, I like it more and more. But still, I don't know if I would say it's my favorite. I am going to be doing... Uh, pretty soon, the next few weeks, I'm going to be watching and ranking my favorite Aronofsky films. So we will see where that this movie ranks, but I do enjoy this movie the more I think about it. 
Uh, and it's also not necessarily my favorite Brendan Fraser movie, which at the end of the week on Sunday, when I do top five, I will be ranking my top five favorite Brendan Fraser movies. This one may not be at the top. We'll see if it even makes the list. But I did enjoy this movie. I did like this movie a lot. So this movie, a lot of interesting things about this movie. One, it's filmed in a 4 by 3 aspect ratio, right? More of the square format, the format of an old school tube TV, right? This, this movie would be one of the rare films to ever come out that you wouldn't get the this film has been edited and formatted to fit your screen. Uh, as you would have gotten for anybody that remembers those screens when watching a movie, renting a VHS tape. So it is that f more of a square aspect ratio, which I think only adds to kind of the claustrophobic nature of the film. Uh, I mean, the main subject is Brendan Fraser, who plays this morbidly obese guy, who in many ways is a prisoner of his own home. Right, He never leaves his home. Uh, it is a place where even his mobility is very, very limited within his home. And I think the aspect ratio only kind of adds to, you know, removing a lot of empty space that may have been present in the shots of this film. Uh, Sadie Sink, who plays Max in Stranger Things, she is great in this as she is in Stranger Things. It was Great to see her. She plays his daughter, Hung Chow, uh, Marge from Poker Face, as I said. Also the waitress from the movie The Menu. Not a big fan of that movie, but she was by far my favorite part of the movie The Menu. And also great as Marge in Poker Face. Great in this movie. She plays kind of his friend slash caretaker. She's a nurse that comes to check on him and uh, does her best to try and get him to take care of himself uh, but also seemingly the only person in his life that he would consider to be a friend or is friendly to him so you know it's a very difficult character that she plays uh, which I'll get into that in my review but she's great in this uh, overall I mean it's a painful story a painful story the prosthetics on the fat suit I have been outspoken on many movies that use the fat suit. Uh, the Elvis movie didn't make any sense why they would put Tom Hanks in a fat suit and not Elvis. Uh, there's a comedy that I watched fairly recently where the the love interest, like a romantic comedy where the love interest is supposed to have more of a dad body and they put him in a fat suit instead of just casting one of thousands of stand-up comedians that are overweight. I generally prefer films to cast people who are the thing. Like the fact that Colin Farrell gets all made up in a fat suit and makeup to look unrecognizable to play the uh, Penguin in the Batman movie. I, I don't think that's impressive. However, this movie, I would say, is the exception to that rule. Uh, I think because these, this movie is so focused on this one character, I, I, I understand why they would want somebody who has a lot of experience acting, right? Which I don't know. I'm sure there's 
thousands upon thousands of morbidly obese actors out there, and I'm sure they would have loved the opportunity to be the lead in this movie. But I can also understand why. And Brendan Fraser, was, I mean, if you ever saw the the film, the movie that came out like two years ago, No Sudden Move, No Sudden, I think No Sudden Move, uh, he's he he got big, obviously much bigger. They put all kinds of prosthetics on him for this film, so it's not like they cast some string bean guy and put a fat suit on him. They just made a large actor look larger, and I think Brandon Fraser's actually lost weight since this movie. Either way, I am not as critical about the fat suit. Also, because the fat suit and the prosthetics and the makeup, I feel, are the most realistic I've seen in any movie. Brendan Fraser in the fat suit is probably the most realistic depiction of somebody that would be that large in a film. So... I don't mind it. I understand there's criticism, and I could have easily been on that side of the criticism. But after having watched it, I was like, this is definitely one of the few times where I would disagree with my general stance on fat suits. But great prosthetics, great uh, makeup in this movie. Um, and it's, the story is about a lot of different things. You know, one of the kind of main things is a story about people trying to save people, right? A, a story about forgiveness and redemption. A story about depression and self-destruction. Like, it tackles a lot of things, right? As someone in myself who has struggled with my weight since childhood, my entire life, right? Growing up as a kid, overweight, I was called morbidly obese by people I also considered to be friends. Like, people I considered to be close, family members, friends, family, friends. Like, I was the, that was like my identity to so many people was my weight. Big guy is a nickname that I have been referred to the majority of my life. So there are a lot of aspects of this film, despite the fact that I never got to the size of this main character, there's still a lot that I related to just in being overweight, seeing how, and I've been like overweight the majority of my life, there have been moments in my life where I lost a bunch of weight, and I saw how drastically different human beings, general society treats people depending on how they look. And when it comes to being overweight, there's a lot of reasons why somebody might get that large. I would say depression being one of those things and addiction being another one of those things. And when it comes to food, it's not a substance you can just quit doing, right? You have to somehow find a way to moderate and shoot make better decisions but it's unlike almost every other substance or activity that be can become addictive you can just quit doing those things which may or may not be the tr right path to you know getting away from an addiction but it's something you can't do with food and the 
things that food can do, I mean, it is a drug in a lot of ways. It can release a lot of the similar things in your brain that doing drugs can do. So in, in a lot of ways, binge eating and eating is like self-medication, right? It is in some ways the only way you can feel good, have any kind of positive feeling in your in your mind when you are dealing with severe depression, which this character is. This character is dealing with uh, the loss of a loved one, somebody he was in love with who is no longer with him. And his friend, the nurse, is dealing in relate. They have that in common. They're both mourning this person that was very close. Her is her brother. Him is his partner. So, like, there's a lot of aspects of this movie that I relate to. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about, are you a fan of art, movies, and all things entertainment? Then you need to check out youtube.com slash inspireddisorder. Our page is jam-packed with all kinds of great content, including making of videos of the many faces, an ongoing art series of abstract ink paintings. But that's not all. We also feature daily episodes from The Ray Taylor Show, a podcast that brings you movie reviews, TV show reviews, episode recaps, opinion on news and entertainment and much more there's also a weekly diary and top five movie rankings of a variety of categories and if that wasn't enough we've also got how-to videos covering all kinds of topics so why wait head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and start exploring the amazing content we have to offer and now back to the show so and i feel i feel his pain watching this movie it's like you know I have done similar things and been self-destructive, not necessarily using food in the way he is, but at times using food, using alcohol, smoking weed, like doing all of the things to self-medicate and not participate in life as much as possible without actually removing yourself from life, right? In many ways... Those kinds of paths, those kinds of self-harm things you can do are like, it's like you're committing suicide, but like not directly, not in the short term. Like you know you're killing yourself by consuming things and living in a way that's unhealthy for you, but you don't value your life. And in some ways it is a form of like long-term suicide right it's 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 the timetable is different from what we normally would categorize as suicidal behavior but in both instances you are treating yourself in a way where you don't value your presence here you don't like your view of yourself and your opinion of yourself due to many different things may be causing you to say fuck it fuck it i don't care let's do this you know so i relate a lot to this character and i relate to almost all of these characters for different reasons right whether it's 
the depression that kind of drives his behavior and his you know his actions that harm himself right there is a, a comfort and a joy in eating also also the another character in some ways that kind of touched on that from the movie Austin Powers I think the, is he the second or third one whichever one has fat bastard in it not not the most politically correct or woke character necessarily but there is a line that he says where he says I eat because I'm unhappy and I'm unhappy because I eat it's a vicious cycle and that is what it is it is a vicious cycle and usually the the impetus for that cycle to begin is some form of trauma or depression the same way it is with drugs alcohol any kind of behavior that can become addictive gambling like there is there's something there's like a self-medication going on where you're trying to make yourself feel something that isn't the depression isn't the sadness isn't the the trauma is trying to unplug your brain from the trauma that exists in your in your memory you know and that joke hit hard when i watched austin powers and this movie in many ways hits hard for those same reasons right it's just it's kind of painful and it's painful to see how he treats himself how he's treated by other people right but also how he treats himself right like nobody in this i mean aside from his friend the nurse who cares and wants him to get healthy but even him himself is apologizing for his existence constantly his daughter treats him like garbage like there is but also there's a brutal honesty that she has that he also kind of respects which is another aspect to this movie and seeing how he reacts when he gets to like this tipping point right there's this moment in this movie where he gets there's like this fuck it switch gets flipped and you see him just binge eat and it's like i know that feeling so much I know that where it's just like, fuck every, like, I am done. Fuck this. Like, I'm just going to go hard. And and you see that with people who are addicted to, to the binge. You know, M meth heads stay awake for a week because they're just binging drugs. People who drink, they go on benders. You know, people who have addictions and are using that to self-medicate, they will do the very same thing this character does. But instead of eating, they do it with whatever other substance they're using to self-medicate. Right? That fuck everything feeling, including fuck myself kind of a feeling. Like, you, do, there's no regard anymore for self. It's just like, well, if everybody else doesn't give a fuck, then why should I? And it's hard to watch somebody who tries to be a friend and take care of him but also in some ways enabling him because she like brings like his friend obviously takes care of him tests his blood pressure keeps him like trying to keep him and encourage him to go to the hospital 
But then also she's bringing him, you know, the meatball subs. But also she knows it's like you can't change somebody. The same way, like, if somebody's addicted, you can't force them to stop doing drugs. They have to want to do it themselves. And it's not like if she doesn't bring him sandwiches, he's not going to just get it on his own, right? So she only does what she's able to do, trying to just be supportive, be a friend, and be there for him. Because sometimes that's all you can do with somebody who has any kind of addiction. Right. And the hope is that when they hit whatever rock bottom they hit, they're alive and able to turn things around. But it has to be their decision. You can't force. Right. Like talking shit and being horrible to a fat person is never going to inspire them to become healthy. It's not going to. No matter how many like fitness challenges Joe Rogan and his friends do Burt Kreischer is never going to live a healthy lifestyle unless Burt Kreischer wants to live a healthy lifestyle right fat shaming doesn't necessarily it only just makes you feel worse maybe it can escalate your trip to rock bottom but it's not you can't you can't force somebody you can't like shame somebody into stopping smoking cigarettes you can't shame somebody into stop doing meth or heroin or whatever pills they're able to get from their the the legal drug dealers you know you can't it doesn't work that way and the sad thing is most addictions can be hidden the addiction to food is the is the one thing you exist that is like your entire identity to the majority of people who know you which is sad it is sad if everybody's addiction was as visible as food addiction is people would have a lot more sympathy for people overweight people but they're not so they don't and it's painful you see that in this movie which some people criticize that and it's like that is honest like you can lie about whatever you want, but the truth is people who are overweight are treated like garbage, are treated like garbage by the majority of society and people comfortable treating you like garbage. Anyway, I want to talk about spoilers. There's specific aspects of this movie that I want to talk about and I don't really want to spoil this movie. Obviously, you kind of know it's it's him trying to connect with his a strange daughter but you're also finding about out about him about the different people and what they're lying about what they're these false things that they're trying to exist in you know trying to pretend don't aren't real anyway so spoilers it's crazy how in this movie he is constantly almost dying like from heart attacks to choking like almost every moment is just him struggling to stay alive like he is constantly on the razor's edge of almost dying in this movie right and one of the main themes the depression and loss of this movie right he has the friend who tries to take care of him 
right? I love that actress. I love love this care her character in this. I love the character she plays in everything I've seen her in. But mostly she's just watching him slowly kill himself, right? Which is painful from her perspective. And if you've ever had a friend that's dealt with addiction, that's what it feels like because you can't control it, right? You just you just stand you just standing by because you care, but you're literally just watching them slowly kill themselves, right? And they're both traumatized. Her and uh, the main character in this are both traumatized from the same death, which you don't realize till later. But that's why they have this connection because his partner was her brother, who was dealing with his own depression and own trauma because of his religious family who didn't accept the fact that he was gay and be, and he was never able to because of that and because of that like rejection it led him to killing himself so part of this is not only her trying to save Brendan Fraser's character but it's also about how Brendan Fraser's character, which let me pull up his character's name, how he was trying to, in some ways, save his partner, right? And he couldn't, uh, Charlie, right? He wanted to, he wanted his partner to just like let go of that trauma and let go of the fact that his parents don't accept him for who he is. But you can't. You can't save people. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking to add some unique and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor. That's me. These abstract paintings on paper explore the endless possibilities of the human face, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Now you can bring these stunning and thought-provoking pieces into your own space with high-quality prints and t-shirts, featuring designs from the Many Faces series. Or take home a one-of-a-kind original piece for your collection. Don't miss out on this opportunity to add some original and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to browse and purchase original artworks, prints, and t-shirts from the Many Faces series today. And now, back to the show! There's some movies also about like redemption and forgiveness, obviously. The big part of this is him trying to reconnect with his daughter she is absolutely disgusting to him but also he left her so she's hurt right her dad just left just bounced left the family now he's not some deadbeat dad where he actually did pay child support as opposed to so many dudes who just bounce and you know pretend to be good dads but you know he was ashamed of who he is being gay and like his relationship with her mom you know it was fraudulent on some level and because of that his shame hiding himself away and also the added shame of how he because he wasn't always morbidly obese but he was always he was a big guy like the added shame and that cycle of not wanting people to see 
what you've become or who you are. You, you see a lot of people that do drugs. They they hide away, right? They don't want they hide their addiction. And when your your addiction's food, it's really hard to hide that. So he does that by not showing himself, not showing himself to his children, not showing himself to the students that he has. He teaches an online class. So she's abandoned. So she's, you know, has every right to be angry as well. But all of his shame that he's dealing with and pain that he's dealing with, blaming himself for, I'm sure, for his partner killing himself, but also all of the other things that are piled on top of that. The shame of him losing his mobility, his ability to just get up and walk around, literally becoming a prisoner in his own home. Right? They're all part of that depression cycle, right? And he just can't let go. This movie's also about secrets, about people lying, keeping secrets his secrets that he kept from his friend about not having money. Like he lied to her about not having money as an excuse to not go to the hospital and get help. Right. And that's carried through so much to where you see how she has been in financial problems and he never helped her out in, you know, well he did, but because she thought he was financially not, able to she turned down his help right and you see how like a lie with good intentions can snowball into causing pain causing more pain and problems than it would be to just be honest which honesty is a big part of this it's also about him keeping secrets the secret of what he looks like to his students hiding from the pizza guy Right, ashamed of who he had become on the outside because of his pain on the inside. And then you also have this missionary kid who's lying about that. Like there is a lot of dishonesty is a big aspect of some of these characters, but also forgiveness, right? He Charlie has this desire to be forgiven for what he's done to his for abandoning his daughter and he wants to make that right wants to help her with her her writing the missionary wanting forgiveness from his parents for the bad things he did and then snowballing that by hiding away and pretending to be this thing instead of coming clean about these little these little lies snowballing into bigger things and also for Charlie to forgive himself, right? Not feeling responsible for what happened to his partner. Like his his feeling like it was his responsibility to give his partner a happy life. And it's like you can't, you you can only do so much. Because especially like with religion, religion can fuck people up because of how like if you're if you indoctrinate somebody into a religion and then their lifestyle, the person they are becomes antithetical to that religion. 
I could just like tear somebody. It's like that's like one of the most evil aspects of organized religion are how like there's this idea of forgiveness and whatnot. But then when it really comes down to it now, some obviously are not all religions, but the majority of religions, especially people that are more the more religious you are, the less accepting you are of the spectrum of human existence as we see taking place in this country and for those that don't live in america that watch these reviews and are tired of me relating things to what's happening in this country i can't help it i live in this country if i lived in another country where religious fundamentalists and christo fascists were ruining the making certain ways of living illegal then i would be bringing that up so for you're just gonna have to if you don't then don't subscribe i'm sorry if you don't like me comparing but whatever anyway this movie's also about honesty like a big thing like that is something especially charlie something that he does like when it comes from the right people Somebody being brutally honest about how you're acting. I mean, you see that in like um, people confront addicts. You know, they have an intervention and they read letters about how that person is affecting them, right? Being brutally honest to this person. That is much different type of honesty than strangers who don't know you criticizing who you are and putting you down because that's not they're not doing it to help you they're doing it because they want their evil they want to attack right and this charlie has a passion for honesty and the truth right the person that you pretend to be when you try and fit into a religion the person that you pretend to be in a relationship or a friendship the person you pretend to be as a student or a son or a daughter versus brutal honesty because there's so many people that just kind of pretend to be a thing in order to fit in they pretend to be a thing because that's what the people around them expect them to be right whether you grow up religious, you pretend to be straight because you don't want to be ostracized from your community, which, again, doesn't always happen, but does happen. There's a reason people lie about who they are and what they are because they're scared of what the people around them will think. Same thing with, like, students and teachers pretending to do an assignment because you think that's what the professor would want you to do like instead of answering honestly you're putting it through some filter of what you think the answer they want to hear is versus just being brutal honesty which his daughter in many ways represents that brutal honesty and not just with charlie but with the the religious guy with her writing of books, her her interpretation of books, right? She doesn't pull any punches. And as a writer, he's an English teacher, and all these students 
are just trying to write what he thinks that will give them a good grade, right? Instead of being brutally honest, which is like there's this running thing through this movie where he's reading this essay about Moby Dick and it's the thing that calms him down because it's so honest. It's an honest take on this book and that's what he that's what like he it's like refreshing for him because so much of life is this bullshit like you have this missionary who was lying about who he was what he was doing right lying to himself lying to them right and the honesty is what makes him come clean the honesty is what like when she forces that honest representation of himself to be put online and his parents see it like that's when things change for him And the end of this movie where it's like even like it's it kind of goes into like this magical realism kind of end, right? Kind of an ambiguous end, but it's like this thing where metaphorically I believe this honesty that's so refreshing, the truth is so refreshing, kind of lifts the weight of bullshit that you're kind of surrounded by and weighted down by. Like literally gives him the strength to get up and and walk and then fly. Like it lifts him up, right? Just like as opposed to depression, which feels like you're buried under a mountain, right? The feeling of happiness that makes you feel weightless, right? Listening to his daughter read his favorite, this, this thing that she wrote years ago that is the one thing that he holds on to. It's like his, his life raft. The words that she wrote, because they are so honest, so when he finally hears her read her words... It lifts him up. It makes him feel weightless as opposed to when you're depressed. It feels like you have the weight of the world. It's like you can't. It's exhausting. It's it's kind of amazing. All of these things that this movie tackles and talks about. I mean, it's a painful story. By far the best performance by Brendan Fraser. Worthy of an Oscar. Right. The a movie that the, the more I think about it, the more I like it. Right. Watching somebody with addiction slowly kill themselves, watching somebody that's clearly dealing with depression, right, knowing you can't stop them, but being a person also being the person you want. Like. Being the person that you want them to be and to see them do right by themselves, right? person that's not caring about themselves right and hitting that moment where they say fuck it and they go all in right they you seeing them go on these binges you know it's just a story with you know just a lot of complex emotions minute you, you know that is communicated in a very minimal cast. Like there's only a few people, but the way all these characters bounce off each other and all these characters, what they're dealing with, 
are all related in a lot of ways and are all damaged in a lot of ways but you see how all of these different types of themes and ideas are wrestled with within this kind of just minimal minimal kind of uh elements so i enjoyed it i enjoyed this movie thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the ray taylor show i hope you enjoyed my thoughts on the whale don't forget to tune in every monday wednesday and friday for more movie and tv show reviews and join the conversation by leaving a comment or a rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder until next time enjoy the show New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.